This is where hit music lives. RX Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio. I am Crystal and I'm excited to be speaking with a seasoned journalist today. He has been working in the media for about, I think, 36 years now. That's a really, really long time. And um, over time, he has written for nearly every newspaper in Uganda. He joined TV in 2008 at NBS. Then he moved to UBC in 2011. He moved to the Vision Group and he's now the CEO of Owanapedia, which is an amazing uh, historical YouTube channel and a live contributor for the Terehisita magazine as well. I have Tony Joffrey Owana joining me today. Uh, very good afternoon to you. Thank you too. I'm glad to be speaking to Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. How is life for you? <laughs> It sounds like you are juggling different things, but at your own time now. Mm, I'm aging gracefully mm-hmm. and watching the situation. You are taking over from us as we watch, and I'm happy with <laughs> most of what I'm seeing. Well, thank you very much. Uh, there's been a big yes. movement for in terms of media going online, and you yourself did that with your YouTube channel. When did you start? The YouTube began about four years ago, mm-hmm. I was not getting there, Okay, but I have an assistant, a young man called Herbert Semiano, mm-hmm. who I beat by about 40 years, I think. I, if there's a minimum, it is 30. Mm-hmm. I think I beat him by about 30 years, but he's my assistant, and he said, Mosey, all this content in your position and in your head must be shared. Mm-hmm. And I allowed him to modernize me. <laughs> and the result was the YouTube channel, okay. Oanapedia. Oanapedia. It's yes. like, it is so fascinating. Mm. It is so uh, educative as well. And a lot of people who know you and work with you say that you're like a walking encyclopedia yourself. Um, I think I'm just lucky to be able to remember things that probably I should not remember or should not have known about. <laughs> I can only thank God. There's a time when I was becoming uh, rather swollen with pride that mm-hmm. I got tempted <laughs> when I was reminded that it was a gift from God. Mm, okay. And I have decided to share it. There are times when I also, I get lucky. Mm-hmm. Something says, check this. And I find it happened like today. I say, oh my, that should be luck and God's ways which are wow. inscrutable. You can imagine RIX also finding me a bit useful to be invited for this show. That is something. (laughs) Absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. Have you always had Uh such a good memory, even when you were much younger? I think um, I've confessed to many people Mm. that if only I could also remember what was taught in class during exam time. (laughs) 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 Uh Uh I would remember things that are not in the examination papers. (laughs) Uh, uh, That accounts for my dismal performance in school. (laughs) My complaint is that they were not asking what I wanted to answer. 
maybe the things that you are so, really interested in that's one of the challenges with school mm. my mother uh, who 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 died at only 93 recently mm. she one time challenged me about something i was reminding her about she insisted that she could not believe that i could remember it because i was too young how old were you but i described for her an accident which we found somewhere on ginger road in 1965 when i was uh, about in 1966 when i was about 3 years old oh my and goodness. i accurately described the accident but she died convinced that someone else had told me about it she couldn't believe that you could remember mm. something from that young mm. Yes, but unfortunately, no one would ask me in an exam about that accident. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. yes, yes. So you mentioned your mother. Yes. Um, where did you grow up? Well, where did you go to school? Uh, I I went to Mugwanya Prep Kavodja mm-hmm. recently in 1969. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And the, those days, Mugwanya and Savio School were linked. You do Mugwanya up to P4, you go to Savio at P5. Ah. That's where I did my PLE. Mm-hmm. After PLE, I went to St. Mary's College, Suvi. Mm-hmm. I messed up with my chance to go there, and the headmaster, Brother Chema, asked me to leave. Uh oh. Uh, uh, I don't want to elaborate. You know what I mean. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to leave. Uh-huh. I went to Namasagari College, mm. where I found that team of the Alex Ndaula, mm-hmm. the the of immigration, and many other colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um. I was also caught in some discrepancy, which was against the law, and I was asked by Father Grimes not to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I won't give you the details. <laughs> At Namasagali, even there? Yes, yes. You must have been Actually, quite something. I think it was that what we, we, we sneaked out of school, mm-hmm. and we were caught on our way back. Okay. And Grimes said, you must get out of this place. We got, uh, got four of us. Uh-oh. So that's how I did my HS, uh, my Oliver at Kitante Hill Secondary School in 1980. I would have done it in Namsagari if I had not uh, fell foul of the law. <laughs> all of N- this was Sagari just was in all level. Yes, all that was Oliver. Mm. During my Oliver, that's when we returned to the elections announced. Mm-hmm. I joined the Democratic Party, mm. and I became very active in the campaign at the expense of schooling. Ah. Yes, and it did reflect in my dismal performance. My performance was very bad. For instance, mm. whereas I got a nine in English literature, what? I got a one in in English language. What? Oh my. What does that show you? It means if you have not read the set books in English literature, you will not pass. Mm-hmm. So you hadn't read? No, I was busy campaigning for DP. 
<laughs> so how did you I get got a nine, back I on got track? I got a nine in history. Hey. And yet Because now... Because if you have not read the books, you will not pass the exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it seems so like I you've made up for, for it now. Well, well, well. But uh, I want to warn everybody that never joke with the opportunity to go to school. Never joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to Caltech Academy Makerere for HSC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't do very well. That's why I didn't go to Makerere University, which at that time was the only university available. Mm. And I meandered around doing other things that don't help much. Mm-hmm. But while at Caltech Academy, I started a newspaper which I called the Caltech Mirror. The Caltech Mirror? Yes, it was a weekly sheet. I, I would add about four, four pages and it was hand printed. Oh, I would wow. use my hand to print it. Wow. So I would paste it in the notes board once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only managed to do one real publication which was a school magazine which was cyclo style you remember cyclo styling or <laughs> you've never heard of it I oh my god that. <laughs> <laughs> so we produced one uh one of the leaders in that production was pastor solomon mare uh-huh. uh he was one of the characters who helped us to produce but i don't know what happened to that publication i don't think it is there so My journalism mm. could be traced to that period. Okay. So you weren't serious Although about my father. Mm-hmm. My father, the late Alfonso Kelo Oana, mm. had also been a journalist among other things. Oh. He was one time the editor of a government publication called Agafa Evangua. It was an Eastern Uganda newspaper mm. published for the Eastern community but printed in Uganda in the late 50s and the early 60s. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything genetic in journalism I can ascribe it <laughs> to that one. Yes. But I don't think there is. <laughs> Maybe the love for telling stories. So it sounds like school you felt was kind of not you know a, a big you know investment on your part but The journalism was pulling you very early. Yeah, and during that period, the 80 to 85, I became associated with the, the Democratic Party publication, Monansi, mm-hmm. which was more or less a clandestine publication because uh, the government of the day was very interested in silencing it. Mm-hmm. But we managed to do some little work for it as quietly as we could. So you started working in mainstream media in 1986? In 86. Where was that? Uh, I joined the weekly newspaper which was called Weekend Digest. Uh-huh. Okay. Its owners included the Dr. Jess Mashate who is now in London. Uh, Mr. Charles Ogeno Owor, who was one of the district administrators of Kampala in the early 80s, and the late Wilson Wandera. Those were my mentors now in the mainstream. That paper, in the middle of 86, it published a story which said a coup plot against the NRM government had been foiled. Mm-hmm. My editors, Luande and Mashate, were arrested. Oh my. Mm-hmm. 
for that story and they were locked up in Lubiri barracks. Those days the Kabakazi Palace was still a barracks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While they were inside, I was the only reporter for that newspaper. So because they were away, mm-hmm. the circumstances turned me into the editor. Okay, they forced you to become the mm-hmm. editor. Mm-hmm. The circumstances. Mm-hmm. They sent me a lot of notes from inside prison, some written on toilet paper, <laughs> others on on cigarette wrapping, that silver paper of the cigarette. Mm-hmm. Giving me guidance, updating me on what their situation was, messages to their families. I still have those notes with me. I kept them. Oh my goodness. And that is what helped me to run two more issues of the paper. Then it was banned. Mm-hmm. That's the only newspaper which this government, the NRM government, has banned. Mm-hmm. So it was banned, and the, the editors were charged with the. Oh my God! They were charged with, mm-hmm. I think, sedition. Okay. They were charged with sedition, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the case, the case quietly died. Okay. Why? Because. The story actually came from a high-ranking government person. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, it meant that the suspects were now alerted. Okay. So the government moved very quickly to stop, I think, to stop further publication of restricted information. Mm, all right. Now, a few weeks later, all the suspects were arrested. That is Dr. Andrew Kaira and the others. Mm-hmm. And they said these people had been plotting, they validated the story, but after the paper had been banned. Oh, okay. So, Christo, I want you to warn every person in the media whom you can access. Mm-hmm. When your source of information is government circles, sensitive information, be very careful with it. Mm-hmm. If they no longer want the story, they will deny it and you will sweat with it. <laughs> You'll be on you your own. <laughs> you will be on your own, indeed. Uh-huh. Okay. So subsequently, uh, some colleagues of ours in government started another newspaper called The Telecast. We worked for it for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, when started the Army magazine, we started contributing. I have really written for almost all the newspapers, most of which are defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to talk about pay. Pay was always very dismal whenever, if it existed. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so would you say this is something that was a bit of a, your passion as well, that you felt a calling you had to do as a I journalist? Think so. mm. I think so. Uh, even all the temptations that came with it. Uh, recently, I was on a TV and I confessed to having eaten a bribe in the course of my work. Mm-hmm. And it became a long-running attack on me. How can you eat a bribe? But, but I'm the one who told you that I had eaten it. Did you investigate me? <laughs> so I think one of my... My statement that uh, picked many people was when I said, you can't have ethics for lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is a big now, challenge I mean, for journalists, even today. Yes. 
I think it is not wise to say it, but it is important to know it. Mm. Yes. I can now afford it because I am now an old man. Mm. Temptations that come to young journalists in the course of their work are not new. Mm. Uh, they, they have been the same over the years. New narration has tremendously changed since our time when we were also young journalists. For instance, Crystal, you can imagine a person running a newspaper and saying, mm. this is now the proprietor of a newspaper. He says, page one, the back page, and one of the pages inside are mine. Mm. The other five pages are for the members of staff to find a way of paying themselves. What does that mean? <laughs> what? Eh? So the main pages that bring in the most money go to just one person? Not to the money. Mm. That is where, where the content, whatever writing. it is. Mm. I was saying that uh, remuneration has improved since our time. Mm-hmm. For instance, when I was joining, Weekend Digest was running six pages per week. Mm-hmm. A newspaper of six pages. Wow. When it had a supplement to speak of, it would go to eight pages. Mm-hmm. The government newspaper was doing 12 pages. Other publications were between eight, six, eight, and 12 or 16 pages. Mm-hmm. That's big. Wow, <laughs> we've come a long, so a long way. A situation like that, oh yes, oh yes. A situation like that one, you can imagine how many adverts can go into a six-page newspaper. Mm-hmm. A very big thank you to Tony Joffrey Owana for joining us today. The CEO of Owanapedia on YouTube. If you want to learn about Uganda's history, he shares so much of his amazing uh, memory and things that we need to look at when we trace back where we are as a country today. So again, big thank you to Tony Joffrey Owana for joining us on the show. We've had some network challenges where we could not finish the interview. Some things can be avoided, but I'm looking forward to sitting down with him and chatting with him again very soon. Groove Cafe.